0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6 this morning for a message titled The Dozen. I was reading a book, and it was quoting, I believe it was might have been Cyprian. I, can't, I think last last service I said Ignatius, but I think it was Cyprian. He lived till 200 A.D. But it was one of those guys, one of those early church fathers. There was several quotes from these different early church fathers about this. But basically, one of them was saying this: that he believed that every member of the Roman Empire was tormented and being controlled by demonic forces. And as I pondered that, I thought, man, you know that is profound because I think that every member of the United States is probably being tormented, or controlled by demonic forces. And, and the only way to be set free from that is to come to Christ, to be set free by Jesus Christ. But I think that also oftentimes members even of the church do not put up the shield of faith. They're prayerless and they are subject to the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so they believe all kinds of lies and they find themselves in bondage to those lies and not living and walking in freedom, the freedom that Christ has for them. And I, I think that we go through stages like that in our lives where we're just lacking faith and we're, we're kind of wrecked and, and the enemy just has a heyday with us. All these suggestions. We have to have the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one because the fiery darts of the wicked one are lies. They're lies that he tells us and he bombards us with these lies. And if we believe them, we fall under his control. And so we have to renew our minds. And believe the helmet of salvation, believe the truth about what God says about us, who we are, that we are children of God, that the enemy cannot touch us and stop believing the lies of the enemy. And so these guys have power to heal, power to cast out demons. These things are not the message. Of course, if somebody's healed, they're just going to get sick and die again. Right. Or if they're even raised from the dead, they're going to die again. Or if they're healed, they're just going to get sick again and someday they'll die. If you just cast out demons from people, you know we have this deliverance ministry, we're going to cast out the demons, you cast out all the demons, everybody goes home free until the demons just come back, and seven more wicked than the first one, and inhabit that person, and his last state is worse than the first, because he didn't receive salvation. And so the message is the most important thing. All these other things, healing and casting out demons, those things are subsidiary, and... And secondary to the message, which is the gospel message that they're to preach. And so he's going to give them power to do these things. So this power that he gives them is not the same as the power they get from the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Now, you're probably familiar with this phrase because it's used in a lot of sermons. But that power is dunamis, right? That's where we get our word dynamite. And so we hear about that. They receive, they're going to receive dunamis. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus tells them, you will receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. That's dynamite power. But this is not that. This is excusia, which means to have the right or to be bestowed upon the right or the privilege or the authority. In in John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be called the sons of God that believe in his name. He gave the excusia to be called the sons of God to them that believe in his name. It's the authority or privilege bestowed upon them for their belief, for their trust in him. And and the idea here in this excusia word means something that is bestowed upon somebody from an authority or from a king. Now, that's interesting because my wife and I went to a a pastors and wives refresh retreat this last week, and we met this couple, awesome couple, and they were taking us through just some things to encourage us. And one of the things that they talked about was this, this experience they had when they were in Scotland. They were visiting a lot of castles and stuff and, you know, learning about royalty and everything. And they they were there for their daughter's their daughter was going to college there so they were there just visiting her and they're walking down the street and here comes this Scottish guy this Scottish bloke and he had a, a plate in his hand and Jane the lady she she commented and she's like oh nice cake and he says did you read the Herald <laughs> and they're like the Herald oh oh the paper no no we're not from here you know what did it say well it says I'm be- I'm bestowed an honor from the Queen. And, and so they got to talking to him and it turns out that he was give, he was a philanthropist giving a lot of money and encourage others to give money to their boys and girls club in the British Empire. And and not only did he do that, but he also restructured everything within the Boys and Girls Club so that instead of paid positions from the British government, they were volunteer positions. And it just reached a lot more people. A lot more kids were being part of it. And it saved the British government a ton of money aside from the money that he'd given. And so it turns out he gave more money and saved more money than anyone in the history of the British Empire. So he was given this honor to meet before the queen and given a medal and knighted and called the commander of the British Empire. Empire. That sounds pretty important. But that's what that was his honor. And so he was just so excited. He'd just been from his his kids' house and they made him his cake, his celebration. But the, the coronation had not happened yet. And so they were they were excited to see that happen and they had a picture of, you know, it's just really cool. But that's that's what it is for us. We are sons and daughters of the king, and he's bestowed upon us the honor to have power, to have excusio, to be the called the children of God. So he he bestows upon us the, the honor of being called children, but he also bestowed upon these guys the right or the authority, if you will, to cast out demons and to heal the sick. And also that they might be with him. You notice it said that. He, he called them to, to spend time with him. And that must have been amazing. Could you imagine? Like, you're with a crowd of disciples and Jesus picks you, one of the twelve, to spend time specifically with him, which means that everybody else gets to go home or everybody else goes away, but you're going to be with him. And you're going to camp with him and sleep with him. And you're going to go to see him heal a a little girl, to cast out a demon from a little boy. You're going to see him and how he acts with to people and how he he reacts to people and how he ministers to people. And, And you also get to ask him questions. How many of you guys would love it if Jesus would just show up one day and you could say, he'd say, "Okay, what questions do you have? Anybody? (laughs) That'd be amazing. I think we find it frustrating. It's like, why doesn't Jesus just show up and tell us? You know, I have these questions. I don't know what's going to happen. What's what am I supposed to do in this situation? Jesus, help me. Tell me. It was frustrating for my wife and I when four years ago we were getting ready to Well, things were kind of working towards the direction that we might be adopting two of our boys. And during that time, we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to be able to adopt them, if they were going to go back to their dad. And we were trying to work with them to get back to their dad, but we just didn't know what was going to happen. Well, all of a sudden, Xander knows everything. He knows things he shouldn't know. He knows the day that it's all going to happen. He knows all this stuff. And we ask him, why? How do you know this? Apparently, Jesus has been appearing to him in his room and telling him all these things. And so Shannon and I find ourselves very frustrated. We're laying in bed. We're praying. You know, hearts out, and we're like, okay, Jesus, you're here. You know, why don't you just walk in and just say hi and say you got any questions about things? You know, I mean, it's just creepy. You know, we're over here praying to God, and and God's over in our next do- next door to our room, just between a wall, talking to our son. Not fair. It would be handy to have Jesus with you, you know, just to talk to you anytime you need it. And that's what they had. But you know what? That really wasn't good enough. In fact, Jesus would say this to them in John chapter 16, verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. They had Jesus with them all the time. He was always there to teach him and guide him. But he says something's better is coming. And it's not going to happen unless I go away. And that is that you will receive the Holy Spirit who's going to be with you, who is going to be in you. And at times he will come upon you and give you power. That's, that's pretty amazing. And Jesus says that's better because, you know, I mean, they were with Jesus all the time, but there were times when they weren't with Jesus. They went to get bread, you know, and Jesus was there at the woman, with the woman at the well and they all went to get bread and he's alone with her. They missed that. The whole beginning of that conversation, they missed that part. And they certainly weren't with Jesus when he was in the bathroom. Did you realize the Holy Spirit is even with you in the bathroom? It doesn't matter what you're doing or where you are. He is with you always. Even to the end of the age, he is going to be with you, working in you and speaking to you. The question is, and I think that this relates back to the first thing we talked about when it comes to prayer. Are you listening? Are you listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you? Because if we're not listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, we're going to make all kinds of mistakes. So these are the guys that he's going to pick after spending all night in prayer. And they would be with Jesus throughout his earthly ministry. <laughs> what's, what's fascinating about these guys is that, remember John chapter three, Peter and John went to pray. They met the, they met the lame man on their way. He held out his palms, he asked him for alms. And this is what Peter did say. Remember that, you know the song. Silver and gold I have none. Such I have as I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ rise and walk. He rises up and walks. He's leaping and walking and praising God. And then they begin to address the people and they're speaking to the people.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemment.org.